Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short. A little bit different today, as you can see. I've got a couple of friends with me because this is Aria and this is Nora. And we're in northern Kentucky where we were at the Creation Museum yesterday. And today we're going down to the Ark Encounter where we're going to see more and more evidence of what a great God we serve and so on. So this is... Uh, we're coming to you from northern, northern Kentucky, and we're going to get into our daily word and prayer. Thanks for being with me, girls. Very good. Okay. So welcome to our daily word and prayer. My name is Tom Short. So glad to have you along with us today. We've been looking at the words of Jesus. And by the way, let me comment. This Creation Museum and the Ark Encounter, they are awesome, awesome places to visit. If you've never been, you really should go. We're going to, I'm going to put together a group to go there later this summer. I hope, I think it'd be, it, it's so encouraging, so uplifting, so inspiring, and done with such excellence. They've got my A+, plus, give it a 10, you should go. And uh, if you can't go with me, go yourself sometime. It'd be a great experience. We're talking about the words of Jesus Christ and what Jesus said to change the world. There's never been someone speak the way Jesus spoke, never been someone do the things Jesus said. And so let's get right into today, the third, this is our third day in this series of some of the amazing things Jesus said. And we want to look here at Luke 19 and verse 10, where Jesus said, where Jesus said this, for the son of man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. In the context, he had just, he was going into this village, village of Jericho, and there he saw Zacchaeus. Now, Zacchaeus was a tax collector. We talked about Matthew, the tax collector, earlier, but Zacchaeus, he was a, he was a creep. He was a jerk. Nobody liked him. He was, he, was, uh, uh, he was rejected because he took advantage of people. Can you, do you know a person like that? Do you know someone that has power and they take advantage of people and they're jerks and you don't like them? but you still got to abide by them and they take advantage of you. And Jesus saw Zacchaeus. He, he was a wee little man, the Bible tells us, or the, we, the song tells us. He climbed up into the sycamore tree in order to see Jesus. And when Jesus saw him, he said, Zacchaeus, come down. I'm going to have lunch with you today. And when he, and, and everybody said, whoa, why, don't you know who that is? That's a bad guy. That's the outcast. That's the reject. That's the guy who's taken advantage of all of us. He's oppressing us. And Jesus says, well, wait a minute. Salvation can come to him too. And then he says, I have come, the Son of Man has come to seek and to save the lost. At another time with Peter, Peter had been fishing. And, and they didn't catch anything all night long. And Jesus asked to borrow their boat because the crowd was so big, he wanted to step in the boat so the crowd couldn't you know, get a little distance as he, as he preached to them. And the, after he was done, and thanks for the boat, he said, put out to the deep sea and catch some fish. And Peter says, well, we tried all night and we couldn't catch any. And Jesus said, well, try it again. And so Peter did. And they caught so many fish, their boat began to sink. They called James and John, the sons of Zebedee, and they, they started catching, their boat began to sink. And Peter came to Jesus. He got back on shore and he bowed down. He said, be, he said to Jesus, depart from me for I'm a sinful man. He realized who Jesus was. He realized he's the Messiah. There's something holy. There's something godly about this man. There was something supernatural and miraculous. 
And he said to them, depart from me, I, I don't belong here. And Jesus said in Luke chapter 5, Jesus said, don't worry, fear not. From now on, you'll be catching men. Wow, he just caught this huge catch of fish. He wasn't, you know, like trout fishing or fly fishing or just getting one at a time. He had just had his nets so full that they were overflowing. From now on, you'll be catching men. And indeed, they went from there. And the first, right after that, they they ended up, they followed, they they had this dinner with Matthew and his buddies, all these tax collectors. And the Pharisees began to say, wait a minute, how come your master, your rabbi, how come he eats with people like that? How come he's breaking all these customs? How come he's not doing what he ought to do? Doesn't he realize those are bad people? Those are sinful people? And Jesus had an answer. It is not those who are well who need a physician, but those who are sick. I've not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Wow. What a statement. It's very easy to think that Jesus is only for the righteous. It's very easy to think the only people who would be interested in Jesus are those who are righteous. And you might say as a Christian, no, I don't think that. I know I'm a sinner. I know I was lost. I know that I came to him because I need him to be forgiven. But I'm talking about the way others think of him. They look at us and they say, well, you're righteous. I could never be like that. I'm a sinner, they say, and I could never be like you. I could never be, I, I could never be the type of person Jesus would accept and Jesus would love. And we've got to remind people that Jesus said, everybody's like that, or at least everybody was like that. Jesus saves people. He makes them righteous. He changes our lives. But don't ever forget what you were when you came to Christ. And don't ever communicate. You would never do this intentionally, I hope. But don't ever communicate accidentally that, that I'm so different than you. And you, you could never, Jesus wouldn't be interested in you because the gap between you and me is so great. We don't believe that, do we? I know you don't believe that. But see, that's the thought the devil puts in their minds. And I met so many people who say, well, I'd like to be a Christian, but I could never be like you. And that's not the issue. The issue is real simple. Are you sick? Come to the physician. Are you lost? Come to the one who can save you. And that's what he'll do. Now, it is interesting to remind ourselves here that Jesus saw people as lost. Other, other times he told the parable in Luke 15 about uh, a shepherd who had 100 sheep and he lost one. And he went seeking after that lost sheep. And he can't, because that lost sheep, he rejoiced over that lost sheep that was found. Or he tells a story of a woman who had 10 coins. I don't know what those coins are worth, but they must have been worth a lot. That's all she had, 10. She lost one of them. Can you imagine losing a tenth of your net worth, a tenth of all you have? She lost it and she searched and she searched and she searched and she searched until she found it. And then she rejoiced because she found the coin that was lost. And he also told a story about a man who had two sons. And one of them said, demanded his inheritance. He went off and he wasted all his money. On, on wine, women, and song. He became so broke, his friends deserted him. He started having to feed the pigs and he wished he could even eat what the pigs were eating. He was so destitute. He came back 
and the father rejoiced over the son that returned. And we see here that Jesus paints this picture in Luke 15, a lost sheep, a lost coin, a lost son. And here he tells us in Luke 19, the son has come to seek and to save that which was lost, that which was lost. Jesus views people as lost. We need to learn how to look at people that way. We need to look at how they're they're lost. That's why they do the things they do. That's why they do things that are irritating or obnoxious or, or, or whatever. That's why they do things that make us upset. They're lost. That's why. And what's the answer? Well, maybe they need to learn some manners, but that's not the real answer. What they really need is to be saved. And once people become saved and then they begin to grow and become more and more like Jesus, that's the key. That's the key. Don't learn to look at people just like they're, they have different political beliefs or they have, they're obnoxious or they're a neighbor that bothers or irritates me or they, they do this that it bugs me, whatever. Look at people as lost. It's not easy to do, but that's what Jesus did. That's how he saw us. That's why he saved us. That's how he looks at people. That's why he came to save them. Remember, he came to call sinners to repentance. He came to seek and to save the lost. He came, he, he is the great physician who can heal the soul of those who are sick. And so we remember this today. And as such, we want to also engage in his, in his mission as too. What is that mission? Jesus said, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. How exciting. Remember, folks, learn to see people as lost. Don't, don't be so hard on them. Don't be so rejection on them. Don't be so judgmental. The problem is they're lost. They're in the wrong kingdom. They need Jesus. Jesus has changed our lives, but he's not yet changed theirs. They're lost. Maybe they're bound. Maybe, they're, maybe they need to be released, delivered. Whatever they need, they're lost. And as Christians, we too, we don't want to say, I'm so great and high mighty, you could never be like me. No, we call everyone to be like Jesus and to be saved Jesus. Don't look at me. Look at Jesus Christ. I can't save you. Only Jesus is the Savior. And then we fish too. And my friends, these are radical sayings, are they not? These are radical sayings. What Jesus taught, everybody thinks religion's for the righteous. Everyone thinks Christianity's for, pe- for the good people. Everybody thinks Jesus is for the good people. He doesn't like the bad people. And I want to remind you, when I say everyone's lost, sometimes there's people they look respectable, they have money, live in a nice house, maybe agree with you on, on, on politics or something like this. They're still lost. They're still lost. The lost are not just the destitute down and out. They're lost too. We know it. But some of our people who, who put on a pretty good mask and seem to be quite good, they're lost as well. Let's be people who join Jesus in this mission of seeking and saving the lost. Because if we follow him, he'll make us fishers of men as well. Oh, Jesus, we bless you today. We thank you. We love you. We worship you. You're so radical. 
You the the, the Zacchaeus, everybody rejected him. Nobody liked him. And he didn't deserve to be liked. He was a jerk. And yet, Jesus, you went to his house, you had dinner with him, you had lunch with him that day. You set, you sought him out and you saved him. And we thank you, Lord, you did the same with us. Whether we were as outcast as Zacchaeus, whether we were marginalized, whatever it was, we were lost and you saved us. We were sick in our soul and you healed us. And we thank you. And we thank you. You're continuing to do that. Thank you that you continue to uncover new sicknesses of our soul that you will heal. Oh, Jesus, I pray that you would help us to know how to show the greatness of what you've done in our lives without appearing somehow to be out of reach for others. Help us, Lord, to show that you have made us whole and alive and you've made us righteous, but it was you who did it. It's not that we just did it ourselves. Might we always point people to you and might we too be fishers of men. Oh, Jesus, there's so many lost people around us. Give us compassion. Give us a sense of mission. Help us to win these people to you, we pray. Might we be fishers of men as we follow you. We bless you now. We love you and thank you in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. Thanks for being along with me today. Don't you love the word of God? I sure do. It's true. Believe it. If it's in the word of God, it's true. Believe it. Act on it. Be like the guy who built your house on the rock. Thank you for being with me today. If you're new today, so glad to have you along. I hope you come and join us every day. The 15 minutes can inspire you. One day, one day, one teaching can make a huge difference in your life. But more than that, day after day after day after day, little by little by little by little can make end up making a big difference in your life. So I'm glad you're along. If you're here regularly, you know I love you and I'm so grateful to have the chance to be sowing the good seed of God's word on the good soil of your life. So until we meet tomorrow, might God bless you, strengthen you, fill you with his joy. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.